In this work, we took advantage of a rare disorder like Cardi Gutierrez to really explore a fundamental mechanism that happens in your brain. Uh, clinically, you can see the manifestation um, uh, pre-birth by ultrasound. Uh, you can detect that uh, their brains is not developing well. They have microcephalic brains. Overall, it's a very severe neurological disorder. There are a couple of things that we, we knew about uh, Icardi Gutierrez. Uh, one is the fact that it, it behaves like an autoimmune response in the absence of any obvious infection. Uh, second uh, is the nature of the genetic mutations in genes such as TREX1. And, and finally, uh, the complete absence of an animal model. They don't show the neurological abnormalities that we see in those patients. TREX1 stands for 3' prime repair exonuclease 1. Exonuclease, in general, they degrade uh, RNA or DNA, so the body can defend against a virus. So TREX1 basically its function is to degrade uh, DNA, single-stranded DNA. If you know how TREX1 in inside the cells, we see an upregulation of uh, repetitive regions of the genome, uh, including retrotransposons, such as line retrotransposons. Lang-1 elements are repetitive sequences that are able to move from one region of the genome into another by a mechanism uh, called retrotransposition. And the way that they do that is by using reverse transcriptase. As far as we know, uh, Lang-1 elements are active during early development and also in the brain. With the absence of a good animal model, the only way to study this condition in a human background is to take advantage of human pluripotent stem cells. So we use um, iPSCs, inducted pluripotent stem cells, and embryonic stem cells, and create specific mutations and use these cells to differentiate in specific cell lines. Using these cell lines, we are able to create a different model, an organoid, that recapitulates the process that we have in our brain development. So when we uh, engineered these cells, we confirmed that the mutation is there, that there was no TREX1 protein inside those cells. In a healthy cell, uh, you always have your DNA in the nucleus where it's supposed to be. And so what we saw is that outside of the nucleus, to an extreme amount, single-stranded DNA existing. And a lot of this DNA was actually the line one retrotransposon element. They behave like normal uh, cells with the TREX1 protein being expressed. The big surprise came when we push or instruct these neuroprogenitor cells to become neurons, and uh, we see a dramatic effect. By a large proportion, the AGS patient cells were just dying. Uh, we knew then that it was definitely a problem of self-death. The TREX1 mutant cells virtually cannot make neurons. That strong dramatic phenotype prompt us to make astrocytes. And when we compare the amount of line retrotransposons, we realize that there are way more in the cytoplasm compared to controls. What we see is that these cells look like immunoreactive. They feel like they were attacked by a virus or something. We think they basically sense retrotransposons as the enemy, and they trigger this interferon response. The astrocyte 
signals, they were toxic. So AGS patients have intrinsic toxicity within the neuron itself and extrinsic toxicity from the astrocytes. So they're, so they're getting hit twice. In the 3D system, uh, the effects are even more dramatic. The main thing we saw on the AGS side is that they were dying as fast as they were growing. And as a consequence, we have cerebral organoids that looks like microcephalic. They are smaller in size, and the amount of cell death that we see in those neurons is elevated compared to the control cells. Once we have these dramatic effects, we thought about a potential therapeutic intervention. So there are actually uh, reverse inscriptase drugs. So we tried these same drugs. When you added these retrovirals, there was much less single-stranded DNA in the cytosol, and then we saw that they were much healthier. So they didn't have the toxicity, they didn't have the interferon response in astrocytes. We completely rescue the cell death. Virtually, they become indistinguishable from the controls. Uh, in the brain organoids, it works as nice as in, in the 2D system. The retroviral drugs could actually make these brain organoids uh, thrive as much as in the control cells. Essentially, astrocytes are secreting interferons that are killing neurons. If you could block this pathway, you could prevent the extrinsic cell death. Uh, to do that, we actually use a drug that can block the interferon receptor. And by doing that, we, we could uh, see the same effects. We rescue the amount of neuronal death that we see uh, in the mutant cells uh, to a level that's comparable to the control cells. The uh, conclusions of our work is that we could actually nail down the exact mechanism, both at the molecular and the cellular level, of what's going on uh, during the neurodevelopment of uh, Icardi-Gutierrez syndrome. So we are definitely excited with the idea that one can design a clinical trial to treat Icardi-Gutierrez. But it's also possible that this mechanism is more fundamental than we think, and it might actually uh, be working or contributing to other diseases, such as autism, uh, aging, uh, or neurodegenerative disorders, where uh, line elements are highly expressed in their brains. So it might be more um, common than we think.